Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the special episode of the TTM Sports Show on Froome 96.6 FM. Um, my name is James. Uh, my name is James. And we're delighted to be joined by the professionals, the men behind the scenes in all of these wonderful footballing stories. So first of all, we're joined by Matt Jarvis, ex-West Ham, Wolverhampton Wanderers, amongst other clubs, Norwich, and obviously representing England at the highest level. Matt, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, thanks for jo- uh, letting me join in. No problem. We're also joined by uh, Dan Neville. He is uh, the man who's probably got the best Facebook profile picture that I've ever seen. Um, I'm massively jealous with his picture at the best awards, looking incredible there. Um, the technical director and actual uh, manager of the British Virgin Islands. Dan, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you. I don't think that picture's got long left now because everyone's saying, Carl, oh, you look younger than that. <laughs> yeah, you look you look you look good in that picture, I must admit. <laughs> and Ellie Heinzer, the current assistant manager of the Faroe Islands, one of the most beautiful footballing stories that we've ever encountered with his career with B seventy one Sandoy. Ellie, welcome back. How are you? Well, I'm fine, thank you. It looks like I have had a bit of sun here in the Faroe Islands, but obviously we we haven't had any sun. I look a little bit red in my face. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's it's all good. Um, it is it is all good because we are in a fiesta of football. We're we're at the Euros at the moment. It doesn't get any better than this. Czech Republic going out and doing the business earlier on this evening against a uh, a Holland team that were really struggling, if anything. Um, so we're just going to admit Effie Soji onto the show now, and in comes Effie Soji. Effie, how are you? How are you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, we're all good. Thank you, Effie. Effie, we've got um, Dan Neville, who's the uh, the manager and technical director of the British Virgin Islands with the wonderful backdrop there. Um, we've got Matt Jarvis, who no doubt you'll know is a, a cracking player, a £10 million man. And we was also... he? Yeah. <laughs> well, was he? Did he have two left foots? Yeah. <laughs> and then we also have Ellie Heinzer, who's the assistant manager of the Faroe Islands. Good so, evening, everybody. Good, good evening. evening. Welcome to the show. 
First of all, we're going to crack on. Um, we've got a quick chat about the Euros so far. Um, we're then going to dive into fact or fiction. The battle of the champions is going to be Matt Jarvis against Effie Soji before Matt has to go off and do some other obligations. And then us three will, will, will crack on afterwards as well. So first of all, um, Dan Neville, we'll go straight to you. What are you making about the tournament so far? Who's impressed Dan Neville? Um, yeah, I think it's been a good tournament. I like the um, the third place finish idea. Um, I think it made all the games competitive really early on, and I think the last games that were played this week all were played like were all played like knockouts. Um, I think some of the smaller countries have impressed me. I thought Austria were very good yesterday. Um, you know, unfortunate really. You know, with the, the disallowed goal and the, and the penalty, and I thought the Czech Republic were excellent today. I think they're energy and their organisation, the smaller countries have, um, have, have been outstanding, actually, and it's made it a really, really open tournament, I think. Fantastic. Yeah, talking about the smaller clubs, for me, um, Hungary, um, I thought, were brilliant in that match against Germany. The effort, application, determination, drive, will to win was there for the whole world to see. I thought they were brilliant. Uh, Eli Heinzer, we'll go straight over to yourself. Um, what's really impressed you so far about the Euros in this tournament? Well, the Euros and big uh, tournaments are always uh, a spectacle. Uh, now mentioning smaller nations, uh, even though North Macedonia haven't, uh, or they're out, I think um, especially against the Netherlands, they, they impressed me. In the first half, they actually could have taken the lead. Uh, technical sound uh, team uh, doing very well, I think, actually in their first outings in, in a big tournament so that was also nice to to uh, to watch fantastic no com in complete agreement with you there again and Matty Jarvis um where, where are we going to start with yourself who have you been impressed by what what's your take on the tournament so far I think obviously it's, it's really hard not to mention Ericsson um from Denmark yeah. I think yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. just just the whole the whole process the the you know every single country the fans that everyone was just so you know taken with what with what had happened and, and since that um you know just the affection the everything that every, every team has done really is is absolutely amazing and and obviously that the team has been incredible and yeah. uh, the performance the other night was was fantastic so i think i think for me i think just from what they've you know been through uh as you know, teammates and as as the country, I think that they've impressed me with their performances and and determination and and everything that, that goes about it. I think um, with Denmark as well, that a lot of people have drawn the parallels between 1992 now, where they sort of thought they were out or thought they were on the beach, and now they've they've won the last game and battered Russia, which is good because they're a poor side. Um, and now that they they've sort of got the momentum now, and they were very impressive yesterday. And, and, you know, they just feel they've got a lot of momentum. Momentum is everything in a tournament like this. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, it's, momentum is about winning well, you know, yeah. any sort of league or, or competition. And, and that is, that's perfect for them. And, and they, they did. They've, they've obviously had a really difficult start, but they've really stepped it up. And you can see the togetherness of, of the squad. Um, and it's, it's just it's really nice to see them do well after, you know, obviously something like that happening. Yeah, I agree. Um, watching that myself was uh, incredible. It was uh, distressing, um, shades of things like this that have happened in the past. But look, 
all's well ends well with uh, hopefully his continued rapid recovery and um, we really wish Denmark all the best but we all know they're a good team Christiansen, Simon Kier they've got Paulson up front the, the lads from Brentford in there as well they're a good team um, and I we predicted on a previous show that they'd get past Wales with no problems and uh, I thought they did I thought they were excellent actually and Effie Soje for yourself my friend uh, who's impressed you the most uh, at the Euro Championship so far? So uh, it's hungry, uh, you know. It's an unknown yeah. team. They, they just come out from nowhere, and all of a sudden they're performing properly. So hungry was, you know, they're hungry for everything. You, you name and everything. They're really good performance. But as what Max was saying, Denmark. You know what? I I love the Portugals, the Spanish, and everything. But from what happened to Ericsson, right? I pray that they get to the finals to win it. That's that's my that's what I want because it's like it will carry the nation, and you know, Ericsson, You yeah. know, thank God it, it never. You know, the tragedy was. You know, positive at the end of the day. So for me, I just want you know Denmark to get to the finals. <laughs> Whoever else, there's no problem. But Denmark I don't think I don't think anybody can begrudge Denmark the win. If they were to go on and win, I think it would almost feel like like a bit oh. of justice. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, Effie, as well. Um, you've obviously been away on a ma- in a major tournament with your ne- with your nation. How, what what's it like when you're away for so long in camp? Um, you know, I, I don't, you were probably away for longer at the World Cup, but uh, another thing which comes into it as well, what as a difference for a lot of teams, there's a lot more travelling involved with some of these teams. They're playing in St. Petersburg, then they're playing in Rome, then they're playing in Seville. Um, how important is it that, that your, your preparations are settled during that period? Did you have to do any travelling at all in, in the tw- 2002 World Cup? Or no, was you no, there really, when you were in the uh, base? No, no, what we did was because, uh, you know, of African players, all the Nigerian players then, they were all over the world. So yeah. what we did, our main base, our main base were, was uh, England. So everybody had to come to England. So we, we uh, set up in England. Then we had, I think we stayed in England for two weeks. Then from there, we now went to Germany. Then from Germany, we now flew out to, uh, to Japan. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, Trevor yeah. Sinclair was firmly in your pocket and... Uh... I ain't seen him since. Uh, so, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're fantastic. Now, we know that Matt Jarvis has got some obligations to do. So, um, Ellie and Dan, if you could just bear with us for a moment, we'll be as quick as we can. But you two will be squaring off against each other in a new game that we've got called Higher or Lower. And it's all about international ranking. So you'll enjoy that one. But first of all, it's a battle of the champions. Uh, Matt, you know what's coming. Effie, you know exactly what's coming. It's fact or fiction. Um, so, first of all, we're going to go to Matt first. So I'll, I'll let Matt win because every time I play the game, uh, he's always been in the pocket. Let us go. Man, we drew 5-5 five, five, and that's my claim to fame right now. I mean, Matt Jarvis just ended me. Um, right, so question number one to Matt Jarvis first. In Euro 2004, in the final, Greece wore white. Is that fact or fiction? Um, I have to push you for an answer. Uh, fact. Okay, and Effie? Fact, they were all white, yeah. Okay, after question one, it's 1 1. Next question Henrik Larsson, Swedish legend, is the all time European Championship goal scorer for Sweden. Is that fact or fiction? Fiction. Okay. And Matt? Um, 
all-time European, did you say? Correct. For Sweden. Uh, I uh, I might jump the gun and go early and, and go fact. Okay, I can tell you that it was uh, it's fiction. Zlatan uh, is the main man uh, for Sweden <laughs> at the Euro. So Effie Soji takes a 2-1 lead here. Effie Soji, up to this point, you got seven questions in a row right on fact or fiction. So Jarvo is under an inch of pressure here now. So the next question comes from you. Faroese legend Ellie Heinzer once scored five goals in a European Championship qualifier against Andorra. Is that fact or fiction? <laughs> um, God. Um, fact. Okay, and Effie? Fact. It's fiction. Ellie Heinzer, <laughs> he didn't score five goals. Um, you know. No, he scored six. <laughs> Was it six? No, 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 no um, so... Yeah, so basically after that, it is, uh, it's 2-1 to Effie Soje. Two questions remain. So we're going to go back to Effie now. The Curacao national team are coached by Dutch legends Goose Hiddink and Patrick Kluivert. Dan Neville watches on anxiously in the background. He knows the answer to this. Is that fact or fiction? What team is that? What country? Curacao. In the Caribbean. No, he, no, that, that's fair fiction. Ooh. Because, no, it didn't cost you because Clive was a uh, went to Cameroon. He did. Yeah. But is he there now? <laughs> well, I've got to do something ever, so I might as well go fact. Okay, I can tell you that it, indeed it is a fact. Dan Neville, oh. uh, the, the man with a wonderful backdrop in the background, he went head to head with these guys uh, not too long ago. So we're going wow. into yep, yeah, we're going into the final question. It's two two. It's more drama than an England penalty shootout. And the last question. Here we go. Antoine Griezmann has made more European Championship goals, so he scored more Euros goals than Nuno Gomez. Is that fact or fiction? I'll let uh, Javis out of the pocket. That's fact. Is this still in just that one Euros, did you say? Or is that in No, in all Euros. All Euros. So that question again. Anton Griezmann has scored more goals in the Euro Championships than Portugal's Nuno Gomes. Strike of a Portugal, great hair. I wait for Javis then. You want me to go? Okay, yeah, go go for it, Matt. I will say fiction. Okay, and Effie Soji. You know what, well, as a defender, we have to defend properly, don't we? So I say fiction. <laughs> okay, so I can tell you that it's a fact. And uh, at the end of that, we've got a draw. Okay, no tie breaks on this. It's a draw. Effie Soji, um, you're undefeated in fact or fiction. Matt Jarvis, you know, you're still undefeated in fact or fiction. So at the end of it, it was finished as a 3-3 draw. 
Thank you very much. Uh, last question for yourself, Matt, before you before you head off. Um, last question. Who will win the European Championships this year? Obviously, apart from England. Um, <laughs> obviously, apart from England, I would say that realistically, the, the teams that have been performing well, um, you, for, for me, you probably have to... Yeah, Italy have been fantastic, but they haven't, they haven't necessarily played a... Uh, a, a, I say a difficult side that's not really the right word but they haven't been challenged as much as they anyone else has at the moment but yeah. Belgium obviously a tough game um, against Portugal um, but I, I would say they've got the players that could go on and win it so if it's not England obviously it'll be Belgium but it's going to be England isn't it Matt <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, of course, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah, England have got that thing, haven't they? They lure you in, you creep up in, into the tournament, and they're going to win it. They're going to win it, and then at the last moment, they just dash you. You know, it's, you know, I support Liverpool. I get it on two fronts. It's okay, but um, look, as far as I'm concerned, Matt Jarvis, thanks so much for coming back onto well, the nice. show. Um, response nice to your last to interview was brilliant, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. God bless, Matt. You too. Thank you. Later. Cool. So onwards and upwards with the show now. Um, we're going to talk very, very quickly um, about England and, and how they're doing. We're going to go straight to Ellie Heinzer. So Ellie, um, you're no stranger to international football. What have you made so far of England's genuine performances in the tournament? Um, is the view from the international community as a neutral? Uh, have we been playing well or, or, or are we you know, stagnant? Well, I think that it's fair to say that uh, the England performances uh, in the group stages uh, have been a bit, I don't know how to say it, a bit slow. Mm. Uh, <laughs> only scoring twice. Uh, so I think we're still we're still there waiting for to see uh, England... Uh, doing or performing better so we can rank them um, amongst the real favourites winning uh, the Euros uh, this time round. Obviously, uh, playing at home, pressure is on them and now it's, uh, <laughs> uh, now it's Germany. But I believe that if they can overcome Germany, uh, I, I, I truly believe that with the squad they have, they are amongst the favourites to win the Euros. Yeah, I agree with that. Would you Would you agree with that? FA as a neutral. Well, to, to to be fair, the the group stages there, you know, is uh, being patchy. Let's be honest, being patchy. Um, the thing with uh, the English is that they always hype the players up so much, right, mm -hmm. to the point where they can't perform. Uh, Harry Kane has not scored, as you say. They've only scored two goals. And if you want to say they ranked, they ranked the third best, you can't rank them the third best. And the main striker is not even scoring a goal, you know. So f for me, they've been really poor, right? And if you look at the draws now from the uh, from the from the group stages, they've got easy right. They're not going to they're not going to play anybody like the the Dutch, the um, Portuguese, the Spanish. Uh, France, they're not going to play anyone. They've got a very easy ride. So obviously they're going to play. They're playing Germany now. Germany is going to come up with something, right? They will come up with something, right? For me, Germany is going to win, right? Because they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be frozen. England will get frozen when the game starts. 
Well, I think so, it's like um, yeah. someone mentioned the analogy before we come to Dan Neville. We, someone said the analogy the other day. It's like you're taking uh, your dogs to a greyhound race and the owner, which is the manager at the race, he doesn't let them off the leash. And, yeah. and what, what the frustration can be as an England fan, when you look at Phil Foden, Jaden Sancho not even getting a look in, you've got Jack Grealish. My God, I could sack her. You Ra- can talk Rashford hasn't Rashford. really done much at the tournament so far. And we're not playing. As a fan, that that's the bit for us. You know, if any one of us was the manager, you know, maybe this is because we're not managers, because we'd probably throw caution to the wind and just swarm them. Just go at it. Look at what you've got. Use it. However, they're playing. They are not playing as a team right now. At the moment, it's all individuals. If you think about it, when you look at the game and you the reports, it's always about the individuals. They're not really playing as a main team, really. Shades of 2006. Um, but what you can also say is a massive positive, and I'm, I'm sure the two managers will agree with this as well, no goals conceded. Um, and, and, you know, if you're going to have a fundamental basis and a foundation to go forward, you have to have a rock-solid defence. But I take your point, Sefi, and I, I agree with them. Uh, Dan Neville, one of the questions that we've got for you is tactically... What on earth would you do if you were placed in charge of England tomorrow? You know, apart from fielding the calls from us for tickets, but <laughs> what, what would you genuinely do with you? Would you play these two holders or would you release one to go further on? What would you do from a tactical aspect? Yeah, I think it's difficult because, you know, for once we've got such an embarrassment of riches in certain positions and then not so much in others. So, you know, um, you know out and out centre forwards, obviously you've got Kane. Um, but you could play Rashford there, but there's a debate whether he is a forward. And then we've got four or five players that are all very similar, you know, in terms of they want to drop in, get it on the half turn, you know, go and play. So I don't think you can play all of those. So I probably would start with two holding players. Because um, if you start with one and you go gung-ho and you concede against Germany early, it's a long 90 minutes and they'll slow the game down and they'll <laughs> play how they want to play. And before you know it, it's 10 minutes to go. So I think, you know, in all of these tournaments, I'd like to see the statistics of teams scoring the first goals that go on and win. Oh, yeah, so, very good, yeah. Um, I think that's something I, I would obviously consider. Um, you know, and the trend, you know, we probably haven't quite got the transition. It's been an unusual tournament because usually these are quite cagey. Mm. But teams have gone right on the front foot, like France, Spain. You look at yeah. the goals that have been scored so far. You know, previous tournaments, there'd have been loads of nil-nils and one-nils in the groups, but everyone else has, you know, thrown caution to the wind. But we've probably gone the other way yeah. and we've been methodical and functional would be the words I'd use. Pragmatic. We don't look, yeah, we don't look like conceding, but we've got to get the transition right between defending and attacking. Whereas I'd say the other nations have probably got to go the other way and they've got to look at probably how they're going to defend when they concede possession. Yeah, so no, I think I would, I would go with Grealish and I would go with Foden. Um, and I would go. I would go with Kane. I would go with Kane. I know he's coming for a lot of criticism. I think what probably doesn't suit him when you play that three-four-two-one that they did. If you're the one at the end of those five lines, four lines, it can be very difficult for him to go and get in possession because you don't want him going and dropping back in. You've already got Grealish and other players in there. Mm. So I just think they need to find a way of getting Kane more involved. And even if that is that you go to a four-two-three-one, so we can drop in. Because um, you've still got Sterling that can stretch behind. Yeah. The thing is with Grealish and Foden and that, they're not really going to run behind too much because they all want to go and receive it. But, you know, they all want to play almost like behind the ball. But yeah. I'll find a way of finding Kane and, and, and the balance. Like the first game, you play Mings left of a three. Uh, and then um, uh, 
Uh, Trippier played on the left of the four. That's right. But Trippier is a right-sided player. Mount played on the left side of the 10 role. Very rarely got the ball because every time Trippier gets it, he wants to go inside on his right foot. I thought we were much better when Shaw played in the second game and you've got a natural left footer out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought for me, uh, Saka, um, when he came in. Definitely. And, and, Definitely. and you know what? He carries no baggage. Um, he carries, he's got no, no mental scarring from any other tournaments, no previous history. He's a free kindred spirit. He gets the ball on the half term and he drives. And as a fan, that's what you want to see. It excites you and, and that's what you want to see. However, with Gareth Southgate, what you've got here is a very coy tactical manager. Maybe not given enough respect. Maybe not. You know, semi-final appearance at a World Cup isn't to be sniffed. Now, whether it was an easy draw and whether this may be an easy draw, I mean... I don't know. I mean, for, for this match, for me personally, when I was younger and it was England, Germany, Euro 2000 with Dennis Wise on the left of midfield, or whether it was 2010 and we get spanked 4-1, deservedly so as well under Capello, feels different. Um, there, there's something about this that just feels different, whether it's the emotion of a tournament and I'll be sat here next week going, here we go again, penalties were out, well, we were just never going to win. It is what it is. Um, so, but really, yeah. Um, no, I want to ask Ellie, I want to ask you something. Mm. Um, obviously, we're always, um, you know, everyone knows about Germany, they they always find a way. they found a way. But the last, well, certainly the world, the last World Cup and now this tournament as well, would you say that this Germany side is coming to the end of the cycle? With, from you know that began in 2010, culminated with the World Cup win. Are they are they firmly at the end of this cycle now, or is this still a good side? Well, historically, Germany has always been a brilliant tournament side. So I think it's it's difficult to, difficult to predict. I believe it's uh, it is uh, it can. A fact that this is uh, Joachim Löw's uh, final tournament. Yeah, it can influence. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I, I still believe that Germany and they showed against uh, the Portuguese that they do have really, really top-class players and a top-class team. Uh, but both against France and uh, and Hungary, they showed vulnerabilities. Um, so Dan was talking about the tactics from an outsider, from a foreigner looking in at English football. All these players uh, on a daily basis, enormous pressure in the clubs and Premier Leagues and other places. So it's kind of strange that such a big footballing nation as England is constantly talking about this mental issue. Uh, I think that I think that Southgate has done a brilliant job. As you mentioned, uh, they overcome the, the the penalty kick situation last time around. So, as for many years, an English supporter of, 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 of the club competitions, the Premier League and then formerly the, the First Division, I really hope that England is doing fine and they're beating Germany uh, whenever it is. Tuesday. One of, the, one of the coming days. Tuesday, 5pm. Tuesday, yeah. Okay. I love the I love the mentality of the Germans from day one. It doesn't matter about who they have. They, but if you look at the German side now, before you you you're afraid of the strikers. They always had two strikers, right? Yeah. But now they're more on the defense side. They're very strong in defense. But in, in the whole, as a whole team as a whole, they're mentally strong, and that's that's the one thing about the Germans, right? They're mentally strong. So I think 
when they play England, everybody say, oh, England might win because they've got the young players and all that. But Germany will come up with the mentality because they're going to start, they, when they come onto the pitch, they, it's a mentality. When you walk on the pitch, like I used to play defense, I was never, I was never skillful, but I knew what I could do because I knew my strength were my, my pace, one-on-one and my area ability. So when I used to go on the pitch, they would talk about strikers, oh, if this strikers, this and that. The only thing I said to the manager is, is he quick? No. Is he better in the air? No. So mentally, I've already won the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I always, uh, that's what every time I go in the game, I don't care whether you score 20 goals or not. The first thing I always know to myself is that you're never going to beat me in a one on one. Confident. You're, never, you're not going to beat me in the air. If, if out of 10, you're going to win two, I win eight. So already, mentally, I've uh, won the game already. So I, just, then I, before... I feel that, I, I and I take your points 100%. I, and I, 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 as an England fan, I'd like to think that we're going to turn up. The question will come, the media backlash. If we go out, <laughs> having played this way, um, yes. the media backlash will be one of severity. I mean, not from us. We tend to just speak to professionals and yourselves because you know what you're talking about. But for the casual fan, from the outside looking in, all they see is 1-0 England. They've got their friends round. They want to watch it. But as we're watching the game, we know that Czech Republic are a difficult team to break down. We know that Scotland has got more of a derby element to it. You know, they won the World Cup last Friday, didn't they? Yeah, well, the the thing is with the Scotland game, that's their derby. This is our derby now. This is our derby. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like that. It's a bit like when Liverpool play Tranmere. This Tranmere's derby, but when uh, when when Liverpool play Man United, that's their derby. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, so I I think there's something different. The the thing that worries me about Germany is that it's the, it's kind of like a last stand for the like well, obviously Joachim Love, uh, Muller, Hummels. May, probably maybe won't see Neuer again after this tournament. I think it, it's almost like even Tony Cruz is probably thinking once all his buddies have left, he might think, nah, do I really need it anymore? Um, it could be sort of, and I think they might want to go out with a bit of a bang. I mean, do they really want their their final memory of of international football being losing to England at Wembley and getting knocked out? You know, I think there's there's a lot riding on this game. It's almost too big to be a last sixteen game, and we would make a great semi final, quarter final. Um, it's going to be fireworks, but then ultimately we'll lose one nil. So who knows? <laughs> who who knows? I think probably time for a prediction, James, from everyone. Yeah, prediction before we head into the quick game that we've got with Ellie against Dan Neville. Epic, two of the most respected men that we have on our channel. Um, so many more people have now learned about Faroese football and BVI football, thanks to you two. Um, and we think you're a credit to the to the profession. Um, this game's called Higher or Lower. Um, James uh, presents the game. It's very, very, very simple. So James, over to you for Higher or Lower. Very, very simple. It's almost, it's almost, yeah, well, it's Higher or Lower. So I'm going to give you a, 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 an international nation and I'm going to give you their world ranking and then I want to know the next nation. Are they higher or lower in the FIFA world rankings? So we're going to kick off. Denmark. Denmark currently ranked 10th in the FIFA World Rankings. I want to know Croatia, higher or lower? I'm going to come to you first, Dan. Uh, I'm going to go higher. You're saying higher. Ellie? Yeah, I'm going for lower. Not okay. lover, but lover. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's lower. Croatia ranked in at 14, so it's 1 0 to Ellie. Uh, Croatia coming down next, Wales. Croatia at 14th. Wales, higher or lower? Ellie? 
whales are it's a difficult word to say in English lower <laughs> lower and Dan I would have gone higher actually higher than 14th Wales because I think they were 14th that they were 14th before the tournament I'm sure because I'm sure they were a lot higher than I, than I remember them being um, you're saying higher Dan yeah <laughs> because they would have picked up a good few they would have picked up a few points for the for the games that they've got as well I'm just trying to think who would be around them yeah I'd go higher I can confirm there is lower or so it is they are down in 17th Wales at the moment so Ellie takes a 2-0 lead going into this one so Wales in 17th next up Austria higher or lower Dan coming to you first Austria higher or lower than 17th Uh, lower Ellie well they beat us (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fucking a good side so the question was higher or lower than 17th yes Uh, I'm going for lower as well lower you're both right you're both right they're down in 23rd now from what I saw from Austria last night I would say it's not going to be long before they are moving up that rankings I think they looked very good last night Um, I particularly like the uh, guy in the middle Schlager from Wolfsburg very very hard working good player um down from uh, Austria, moving to uh, Switzerland. Switzerland, higher or lower than 23rd. Switzerland, Ellie, coming to you first. Uh, Switzerland, I would go higher. Dan? Yeah, I would go higher as well. You're both right there up in 13th. It's, it's So far, it's, boy, it's 4-2 to Ellie. Uh, after Switzerland, the Netherlands, just been knocked out of the tournament. The Netherlands, higher or lower than 13th. Dan? Yeah, they did have a really good run in the Nations League, didn't they? Mm. Um, 13th, I'm going to go lower. I reckon that could be really close. Lower than 13th. Ellie? Due to the pronunciation, I've I've said lover or constant. (laughs) I'm I'm going for higher now. Sounds better. Uh, uh, it, it, it sounds better for Dan because it is lower. So. <laughs> Should have stick to the, the difficult pronunciation. I know. Well, well, you can, if you like, Ellie, you can use the word below. <laughs> <laughs> I love the belt. Yeah. Uh, so 16th, the Netherlands. Up to everyone's... Uh, Everyone's getting overexcited about these guys and not not even about, uh, you know, not even as excited as themselves. Uh, Italy, Netherlands in 16th. Italy, higher or lower? Ellie, above or below? Italy is higher. Higher than 16th. Dan? Yeah, I'll go higher as well, yeah. You're I mean, both 32 right. games unbeaten, aren't they? Yeah, unbelievable yeah. run there, Ron. It, it, it is, uh, it is, they are up in 7th. They're up in 7th. So it's... Uh, 5-4, going into the final question. Italy in seventh. I want to know the arch nemesis, Germany. Higher or lower than seventh? Dan, to save I'm gonna yourself. Go, I'm going to go lower. Ellie? As well. Lower? Yes, that's what that was tactical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shock, the manager turns up and acts tactical. And it, but, you, but it was a safe bet. 
You've got yourself a win there, Ellie. It's 6-5. They are down in 12th, Germany. Bearing in mind, we're in 4th. We're surely going to beat them on Tuesday. It's a foregone conclusion. That is it for higher or lower. Ellie Heinzer, you are the higher or lower champion tonight. 6-5 win over Dan Neville. Well done, Ellie. Fully deserved. Well done. I think Thank the biggest question... Thank you for the game. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> I think the biggest question that comes out of this is I think Coca-Cola need to have a long, hard look at these uh, rankings, you know. I don't think that... Is that right? You know, it, it can't be right. And that asks the question again, is down the lower end of these rankings, I'm wondering, are they right too? Should the Faroe Islands be ranked higher is another question we could talk about. Should the BVI, with all the great work that's gone on behind the scenes there in the last couple of years, which we've been exposed to, should they be higher as well is another question. But back to the Euros and, and back to the nature at hand. We're going to go through each, each one of you now very quickly to say who is your champ of the tournament, so the player that's really impressed you the most and then who is the chump of the tournament the the player that hasn't really delivered and that, and that will surely take us towards the end because yeah. that's been one of the fastest half an hours of my life usually every Sunday night the, that, that usually is something as quick as that <laughs> so we're going to you then first Dan champ of the tournament chump of the tournament players um, and just really... soon before we go before we go on Christian Eriksen is the undisputed champ of the tournament yeah. so other than him uh, I would say champ, and I almost don't want to say it because it's a really boring one, but Ronaldo for the age he is, the yeah, no, himself, no. the impact he's had, the way he's, you know, deals with a, you know, he's carrying, I'd say he's carrying Portugal, but, you know, he has to do well for them to do well. So, yeah, Ronaldo, again, I think has rolled back the years and I don't want to say, I certainly wouldn't say champ, but one that I'm really hoping ignites later on would probably be Harry Kane. And yeah, I, I did agree. mention earlier that I don't think the, the, the style and formation necessarily suit him. But um, he's one that, you know, you just know he can do much better. And, mm. and you know, I'm really hoping tomorrow night it, start, you know, it starts with tomorrow night. I agree. Effie? Yeah. You know, he's reading my mind. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> No, honestly, because when you look at Ronaldo, right, He's done everything, right? He's broken the records. He's broken yeah. the new records with his age again, right? He just, you know, he does come into the tournament to say, it's me again, right? But then then you look at Kane, right? This is Kane that they were talking about 150 million, right? So no matter what, no matter what England's doing, whether they're performing well or not, Kane should stand out and he's not. Daniel Lee has got a man on the inside at St. George's and he's before every game, he's doing something. He's drugging him before every game. Daniel <laughs> Lee, honestly, he's, he's on it. Well, with Tottenham players in the lineup, it's no wonder we're never going to win anything, are we? Yeah, here we go. So, Effie, off topic, question for you. How do you deal with Ronaldo as a defender? defend. <laughs> <laughs> How do you personally deal with Ronaldo? Well... The last when I played against him before he went to Real Madrid, right? I I, I put him in the corner. It's not a problem. I first of all gave him a big hit. <laughs> so that, that was my tactics. My first tactics was it was because I played against it was Rooney, Smith, and Ronaldo that were in front. So the first thing I did, my first three tackles were on each of them to let them know I was around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which was perfect. No bookings. Right. Wow. And we won the game. So. It's just to defend properly. Don't don't focus yeah. on him that much. We just defend it. That that's what I always say to people when you want to defend. If you focus and say, "Oh, I need to mark him, mark him," 
you're going to lose concentration and it does go it slides past you but if you if you believe in yourself and just do what you want to do it, the game tells itself very good very good yeah. um, um ellie finally coming to you champ of the tournament chump of the tournament well it, it definitely is an easy one to to mention the ronaldo for example but for me uh here uh, it is it, we're in, in the kingdom of, of Denmark, so people are here are supporting Denmark, even though we are in the same group now in the world world uh, qualifiers. Uh, so their left back, uh, who is called Mele, has yes. done excellent. He has been excellent throughout, uh, amongst other full backs or, or wing backs who are in this tournament doing really really well. Uh, and I agree. I hope that Kane delivers for England, as we've seen over the years in, in, in the Premier League. But as as I remember, Kane had the same issues in an under-21 uh, tournament uh, a few years ago. That's right. Where everyone expected something, but, but nothing came out of it. Uh, on the other hand, I think that uh, the moment of the tournament was at Hamden when uh, Luka Modric uh, stroke. Oh, yeah, Hamden, yeah. Scotland. That was like pure technique. That was amazing for me to to watch. So, oh, it was amazing for all of us to see, Ellie. Yeah. I think it was a wonderful moment for every fan yeah. in the world, especially England fans. It was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Even though I, I admire the passion uh, from the Scottish players and public as well uh, so I'm, I'm really pleased for Scotland and for everybody that they're in such a big tournament and unfortunately losing twice at Hamden is is not yeah, that good but, I think uh, Billy Gilmore um, has been outstanding for them fantastic. Um, I rate him I, I really rate that that Billy Gilmore that that's a name for the for the future maybe he has to leave Chelsea maybe on loan uh, to yeah. another club uh, to get some regular first-team football because that's a player. He took Mason Mount um, to school. I thought he was excellent, actually. And, and you know what? As an England fan, it, it pains me to say it. Scotland deserved to win at Wembley. I thought they were. They had more desire. They had more hunger. They had belief, and it was they were playing. They were playing for their nation, their country, and they just had more about them. So, look, I, I'm, if anything, I'm happy we escaped with a draw. I never thought I'd ever say that, but it's true. Uh, and and you, you have to be a realist in in these situations. It's true. Now, um, first and most foremost, I thank you all uh, for for joining us on the State of Play radio show. Obviously, we have TTM Sports, as you all know, um, out on YouTube and on on podcasting, and we do all all other sorts of bits and pieces. Um, anything else that you want to ask or add at all? Who's who's going to win it? Very quickly from all of you, who's going to win the tournament? Dan. Obviously, I hope England. Um, Apart from England, because we are winning it, but yeah. Um... The way the game's got this knack of just coming back, I wouldn't be surprised if Denmark went really close. Just I'd off the back that. of the adversity and it yeah. galvanises. Football the game is big, you know, I big M. I think they'll be there all thereabouts. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. You'd have to see them yesterday. Um, Ellie, who's winning the tournament? Well, before it's all started, I, my favourites were France and, and Belgium. From the group stages, even though Netherlands wasn't in the, in the most difficult group. Mm. I liked the way they played their games. 
Uh, but tonight they they failed. Very disappointing with yeah, with very disappointingly. Italy is strong, but uh, I'm I'm hoping that uh, Denmark or, or or England, but they can't they can't both win it because they uh, they like they they can meet in the semi-final, isn't it? That's yeah. correct. Yeah, in Rome. So, so but uh, but my biggest favorite is Belgium. Good team, Effie. Belgium are winning right now at the moment. Anyway, uh, we're winning one 0 But uh, I, I, I was to say Belgium, but uh, you know what? I'm, I'll go. I, I love the you know the Italians because from yeah. the they're good. Honestly, um, they defend well and yeah. they attack well. Because before, you know, we, we always uh, put uh, defending to the Italian football, but now they've got it right. They know when to defend and they know how to attack well. And when they attack, they attack real good time. You know, they so came. They came for a real tough test last night, and they 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 pass a test. Everyone said, "What are they gonna, What are they going to do?" Yeah. They haven't hardly played anyone yet. They haven't yeah. been tested yeah. yet. They got tested last night, and they came through yeah. it. So I think you've got to start taking them seriously. And, yeah, uh, it was the, yeah. Two, the two subs came on, and they they got their goals. But you know, at least you now know that if they get to the finals, you're going to see defending wise. Come on, they, they've not lost the game for fair one game, and that's without and Chiellini as well. Chiellini might you. come back. So 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 I I, I stick with Italy. Okay. okay, yeah. I mean, our dark horses were uh, Croatia and the Czech Republic, and we picked them over a week ago. A lot can change in that time, but the Czechs have got history of tournament football, and um, there's always a surprise package. And Croatia, you're right, Ellie, with the way they played at, at Hampden Park was exceptional. You cannot write off class and and they got to the final for a reason of the world cup so look um we thank you all ever so much for giving up your time we respect you um hopefully you, you guys know that we respect you massively our listeners will be absolutely dazzled um to listen to this well they better be um but uh, you know as far as far as i'm concerned um class act all of you no doubt that we'll touch base again in 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 the future and um we wish you all of life's luck and thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you so well, thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you. Great to meet you. Good everyone. to see you thank all. You. Take care. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Network.